You're listening to the First Corinthians When Immaturity Meets Worldliness series preached by Pastor Rick Dressler at Maple City Baptist Church in Chatham, Ontario. For more information about Maple City, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com. If you would take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 this morning. As we've been working our way through the book of Corinthians, um, we last week were at the beginning of chapter 11, and uh, we started that. We're going to skip that and go back to that in a couple weeks. But this morning, we are at a good place to talk about the communion service. We're right in the text this morning. And before we, we delve into this, a couple of things I want you to be aware of. Um, there are two realities that we must keep in mind as we look at the text this morning. One is this, that meals were part of worship in antiquity. So as we've been working our way through the book of Corinthians, I think you have seen that the, um, the pagans would have temples that they'd go to, and they would have a, a sacrificial meal there. It was just part of antiquity. They, they did that everywhere. We even know that in the Passover. The Passover meal, a time of worship, um, was centered around a meal. And the second reality that we must keep in mind is that the Lord's Supper most likely was eaten in conjunction with the, this kind of meal. It doesn't say that here, but we know that the early church, church had these love feasts. You'll find it in the book of Jude as well. And so there was this gathering where they had a meal together, and then after the meal they would celebrate this communion service. And so keep those things in mind as we work our way through. And since we have our young people here this morning, always great to have our kids involved in the service. I, I want to do something a little different this morning. I want to use a couple of them and maybe give us an illustration of how this text um, sort of unfolds this morning. So I need a couple young people to be, oh my goodness, volunteers. Hands are up already. All right. And, and so I have uh, Orwin come ahead. And in the very back, I just, was that Jordan back there? Come ahead. All right. And uh, let's take one of Corinne's kids. Which kid do you want up here, Corinne? Which one's the best behaved? None of them. All right. Come on up here. All right. I'll take Justin. I need two more, two more volunteers. Hold on, I got your brother, Abby. Let me find one more. Okay, Albert in the back, and Braden? Come on. All right. Oh, look, they're even taking places. That's fantastic. All right? All right, so this morning, let's just do this with all these great young people. We're going to split you up in a second, all right? Yeah, that's good. You stay here. Braden, you stay here. Right here, Albert. All right. Okay, let's just pretend this morning that this is just a house. Okay, we're just in a house this morning. And we're one big happy family. Okay, And in this house that we have, we have in the house a dining room, a formal dining room, which will be the platform. And we have what we call a courtyard, which would be outside of the house for extra space. Okay? And, and this is a family right here. Isn't it a lovely family? Yes. You can tell the resemblance, right? And blood is thicker than water. So in this family, like all families, um, maybe you can't relate to this, but, but I can. There are some parts of your family that are kind of crazy. Right? Okay. And, they're, and they're part of the family that sometimes it's like, you know, yes, we're blood, but man, it's crazy. Okay? So which group would you like to be the crazy family members? Oh, okay. 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 You guys sit down here. You're going to be the crazy family members, all right? And, and I think this is, this is good, all right? And so these are the crazy family members. They're, they're, they're part of the family, but yet they're a little off, you know. And, and maybe this part of the family, they don't have as much money. They're a little poor. They're a little shabby. Um, but that's part of the family. Here's the other part of the family. And this part of the family is a little better off, okay? 
This is the wealthy part of the family, actually. You can tell. Look at the clothes they're wearing. I mean, it's beautiful, all right? And so this part of the family, we're all a family, but this is a part of the family that we don't mind parading in front of people, right? And so this part of the family, why don't you go sit on those three chairs up there, okay? Because this is the family we want to show off, all right? Go ahead, Laura. Just follow them on there. There you go. All the way up there. So here we are in our house. This is a beautiful family environment. The crazies are here. And... Uh, the more our flu are up here. And what we say is this. So we're going to have like a reunion. So during this reunion time, um, we're going to have a big meal, a big feast, because it's great to eat together as a family. And so what we do is, this part of the family that's really cool and affluent, right? They think, man, we love getting together, but, but we're kind of special up here. And so let's do this. Let's get together for the reunion, and let's get there a little early before the crazies show up. Or at least, let's serve ourselves first. And so, so they're here, and uh, it's time for the meal. And like any good meal, right, we've got to start with chocolate. <laughs> and so here they are. They, here you go. Just take some and open it up. Go ahead and eat it, okay? You can eat that. Just take that. Just go ahead, really, open them up, and you can eat them. All right? Now, we know this is just an illustration and that we don't do this in church and we always put our wrappers in the garbage can, okay? But they're eating, they're having a good time. How's the chocolate? Are you getting into it yet? Oh, good. Isn't that delicious? You love that? All right, just keep on eating away. And so they're having a great time. They're enjoying the chocolate. They're having a lot of fun. And here's the crazy family down here. Doesn't this cardboard smell good? You can't smell it. But there's chocolate in there. And look, they're having a great time up there. And here's the deal now. While they're having a great time up here, they're getting full and they're getting stuffed. And these folks come in, they realize, wait a minute now. What in the world's going on here? Wouldn't you like to be up there? Wouldn't you like some candy? Wouldn't it be great to be just like them? But here's what happens. While they're up here and they're eating and they are feasting, I mean, they're having a great time. They're eating more and more. And I don't care. I'm sending them home with you. This does not matter to me. Okay? And they're, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's just wonderful. But what happens is now, now they're full. Go ahead. Yeah, eat it. I love this part of this. It's, eat it. Right? And now they're full and they're stuffed. And they're, it's good, man. This has been great and delicious. And it's like, hey, listen, we're going to have a little celebration. But the fact is we ran out of candy. It's gone. And they're happy. Are you happy about that? No. Okay. Well, maybe we have some bread in here, little pieces of bread, just to sort of tidy you over. We could give you that instead. Let me ask you a question. Do you think what just happened was fair? No. Okay, wait. Now, wait. Okay. She said no. He says, I think it was fair. Great, Ben. Okay. Okay, so you don't think it's fair, but you, oh, you think it is too. Okay, okay, everybody sitting in the chair thinks it's fair. Do you guys think it's fair? No, no, okay, let me ask you this. Do you feel kind of special being up here? Isn't it cool? I mean, yeah, look it out. How does that make you feel? Do you, do you feel like maybe a little bit better than you are being up there? You didn't get no candy. You got nothing, nothing. Now listen, here's the deal. Um, we are not Corinthians, so these kids will all get candy, okay? I just trust you. And after the service, you can go see my wife, and she'll give every kid in here 
We're checking for IDs. You're going to be under, right? You get some candy. So go ahead and sit down, would you? Thank you very much. Give me a hand. Come on. All right. Good job. And I mean that afterwards, we'll give you candy. Just make sure you put your wrappers away. Don't want to find any of this, all right? Now, keep that picture in mind. Because as silly as that may look to us, it's exactly what was happening in Corinth. Look at our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Starting now at verse number 17. Paul says, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. And you're going to find in this passage from, from verse 17 to the end in verse 34, he uses this phrase, come together. He's talking about believers, and they're coming together. Um, it, he's showing them once again that in Christ, it's one body. These are a new people of God. They've entered into the new covenant that God is their God and they are his children, and therefore there is no longer Jew or Greek, bond or free, Rich or poor, black or white, educated, uneducated, male or female. When you come together, the church comes together as one, showing the unity which Christ provides. He says, I can't praise you for this, because when you come together, it's not for the better, for the worse. That when the world should see the unity that Christ provides through his sacrifice, what you are showing him, look at verse number 18. For first off, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. When you come together, there is this division happening there, and you know, I know this church. It's probably true. It's probably true. Verse number 19. For there must be also heresies among you, or factions, this, this splintering in the church, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. It's, it's a different kind of verse, but I think what Paul is saying is this. Paul says, I understand the church is going to be problems, because we're all human. But when there are problems and everything shakes out and shakes down, the people who are right and spiritual are approved. We see who they are. Their attitude, their spirit's right. And those who aren't are clearly seen as well. And so he says, there's division among you, it's problematic. And here was the division, verses 20 and 21. When you come together, therefore, unto one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. That's what they said it was, but this is not what was happening. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. And, and what was happening is what happened this morning. The, the Roman homes had a dining room facility that could scarcely accommodate many guests, and they had a courtyard. And what would happen, apparently, in this church is that when those in their culture or in their church who were significant, who had status, who had influence or wealth, you remember Corinth was a very, status was important to them, who they were and what their name was and what they did. And they would come, and what would happen is they would at least be served first, or they would enjoy this great feast before anybody else showed up. And then when the, the poorer folks of the church showed up, 
It's like, hey, I'm sorry. Go out in the courtyard. We'll get to you. And by that time, there was nothing left to give. We know for a fact that there were grain shortages in Corinth during this time. People were hurting. People were poor. People were hungry. And the one place that they should be able to come to be unified and loved and taken care of, they were coming and being embarrassed. Because when they got there, they were stuffed in the courtyard, and their only meal then was the bread and the wine. And it wasn't substantial. It wasn't enough. These guys were drunk, they were full, they were gluttonous, and everybody else was struggling. And look what he says in verse 22. He says, What? Have you not houses to eat and drink in? Paul says, if this is what you're doing, just stay home. Because in your actions, he continues there in verse 22. What have you not houses to eat and drink? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not. They despise the church of God. And the church of God is a body of believers. And what they were doing is they were embarrassing and causing shame to these other believers who didn't have enough. They despised the church. But not only that, in despising the church, they despised Christ. Jump down to verse number 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. When they despised others in the body of Christ, ultimately, they were despising the Christ who lived and died and rose again to make them one people. And Paul says, back at the end of verse 22, what shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. And Paul's point is, do not let these distinctions, social, secular, both sinful, don't let them into the church around the Lord's table. You are one body. You are one loaf. And the great thing about this supper, amazing things. We do remember Christ, but there's so much that's happening here. It's talking about the body of believers, this one body, and in Christ, listen to me this morning, it doesn't matter what your last name is. David has started his first year over at McGregor, and both his brothers have been there and are gone. And so the teachers, when they see Dressler, what? They say, oh, are you A.J. and Greg's brother? And the first thing David says is, I apologize. <laughs> Whatever they did, I am sorry. Um, your name. In Christ, your name doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Your financial bracket, it doesn't matter. Your educational level, it doesn't matter. Your social status, whatever you think it is, if you're a hobnobber, if you're hoity-toity, if you're upper class, lower class, middle class, no class, it doesn't matter. Because in Jesus Christ, there is one. There is one. And they need to restore the original emphasis on sharing his death together around the table. 
To destroy this image of one body is to destroy the gospel. And Paul said, you are abusing Christian worship. Do you understand? What we do here is we are gathered together to worship, in particular today around the Lord's table. And, and worship's important. Some of you folks think worship is just music. That is not it. It's part, that's not it. The word worship means to crouch down, prostrate yourself on the ground. It means to reverence, to adore. And this extra thing that I really like. Worship means to kiss the hand, right? It means to do this. This is my wife, by the way. It means to do that, right? It, it's I love you. I adore you. I worship the Lord, all right? I worship. And when we come together today, it is to worship God, and he must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. You must worship the God who is, not the God that you make him to be. And if we come together at this service, and there is division and, and factions and, and strife, and who are you and who are you? Listen, we are destroying the beautiful image of the God who died for us to make us one body. So Paul says, I can't praise you in this. You are destroying the beauty of what this symbolizes. One loaf, one body. We're in this together. There are no divisions. We are one. And so this morning we come together to worship the Lord. And let me encourage you, as we have some time this morning to reflect, what's your attitude about this place? What's your attitude about the body? What's your attitude about yourself? We must understand we're of one flesh. It's Christ. We are one body. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who've called upon his name, those who are saved by the blood of Christ, we are one family. And we join together this morning around the Lord's table to celebrate that. God's amazing providence. How, if you could know half the stories in this church, how people have come to Christ and where they came from and what they were involved in and how God miraculously changed them. It's amazing. It would blow your mind. And we celebrate the greatness of our God that this God of heaven loved us enough to come in the person of Christ and to shed his blood for our sins, to reconcile us back to him and to make us one body. And so this morning, we celebrate Christ. We celebrate what he's done, and we celebrate this body of believers. I'll ask the men to join me at this time for our serving of the elements.